0: Hey, hey, thanks for listening to Moments with Nderu podcast, and I'm your host, Madhani. This is season four, and I'm grateful that you've taken the time to listen. This season will have different conversations with remarkable guests who share their life journey, moments of overcoming dire circumstances and lessons we can learn from them. I will also have solo episodes where I will share my thoughts on day-to-day situations, life events, or aha moments. I do all of this so that you may be inspired, encouraged, and uplifted. With that said, let's dive in. Today's guest is a lifestyle design coach who teaches high performers how to align their environment, money, and time with the life that they desire to lead. Her unique approach to life design, which infuses lessons from her own minimalism journey, completely transformed her life. She went from overworked and overwhelmed to living a life she had only dreamed of. Through her journey, she's learned there are three things we need to create a fulfilling life, clarity, aligned vision, and aligned action. Welcome onto the show, Jessica.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: It's an honor. Thank you so much as well. So as we dive into our conversation, what's your earliest childhood memory?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Uh... My earliest childhood memory. I remember. So growing up, um, I started school a little bit early. I started, I guess at the time it was preschool, a little bit earlier than most children. And so because of that, I used to be able to take naps. When the other children in my class couldn't do that. Um, and that's probably one of the earliest things I remember just being so excited that while everybody else was still in class, I was able to attend nap time because of my age. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like the lucky one out of the pack.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm like special. That's really cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so with everything happening, the pandemic and just the whole disruption that it brought, what's one thing that you've learned from it all?
1: Mm, I would say oh, there is no time like the present. I think that that is something that I realized, you know, we, we put things off often in our lives, waiting for the right moment, the right time. And there just, there really isn't a right time you know we just have to go for it because you never know what the future holds and you never know how that future is going to impact the plans that you've been making
0: well said we we put off we put things off for another time when actually the present is what has been given to us so exactly. how do you help someone design their life you've mentioned or rather in your profile that there are three things that we can use to create a fulfilling life clarity aligned vision and aligned action. How did you reach this point, and how did you identify these three um, tools?
1: Mm. So, as I as I shared in the in the bio, uh, I am a minimalist, and um, I practice minimalism in my life. And that was a really big shift for me. I did not know really anything about minimalism. The way that it came to me was through a a recommendation for a book, and I just was in a place in my life where I felt like things are really not going the way that I would like. And I feel like I've tried a lot of things. You know, I've listened to a lot of books. I've I've listened to podcasts. I've gone to events. Um, But my life still is not shaping up the way that I had hoped that it would. And so um, when I read this book on minimalism, it really struck me how intentional people could be with their lives. And it made me realize that while it felt like life was just happening to me at that, at that place. And that point really, it was the result of a lot of different actions that I had, I had taken. So for example, uh, I was in a job that made me feel very overwhelmed. I was struggling with anxiety and there was just a lot of stress, a lot of pressure. Um, but when I look back on that time in my life, I re- I think a lot about how deep in me, you know, in my soul, I guess you could say, I knew that that wasn't the right job for me before I took it. You know, I knew for years and years and years that like this was not the place that I needed to be, right? And so at that time in that struggle, it it often felt like, oh, why is this happening to me? But when I found minimalism and I learned the power of intention, I just realized, you know, this experience that I'm having it is the result of so many other actions or inaction in a lot of ways. You know, I, I was suppressing some of my own desires and beliefs and feelings um, because I thought this is what I should do. You know, this is this is how you, you get success. You get a job at a big company and you make a lot of money and you put money into your retirement and your 401k. And, you know, my parents were really proud of the job that I was working. And so, It felt like I should push aside those personal feelings that I had because there were so many other benefits and you know so much more perceived success that came from the path that I was on and so. um, Choosing to step into this minimalist lifestyle was a complete 180 you know I wasn't doing things for the sake of other people. I wasn't doing anything for appearance sake anymore, I was really doing things that felt good and right for me and so going through my space going through my time going through my money and looking at all of these things and how can i be more intentional it made me realize that you know the first thing that we really have to understand is that we have to understand where we're going and i find especially when i'm working with clients a lot of us don't really know where we're going um, or we're going down a path that we don't really want so we have to get very clear about the path moving forward. Um, and then also when you think about aligned vision and aligned action, you know, is this the path for me? Is this the path that I want? Is this the path that someone else has chosen for me? And are the actions that I'm taking along that path actually going to get me to my desired destination? You know, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur and I think that's why I had those feelings of this is not the right place for me. But because I suppressed it, I was taking steps that were bringing me, quote, unquote, success, but they weren't actually getting me to the entrepreneurial path, the entrepreneurial endgame. And so as I look back on my journey, I realized all of that was really important to build the life we want. I needed to know where I was going. I needed to ensure that that vision was mine. And then I needed to take action that actually helped me pursue that vision.
0: You have said so many things that just have made my soul leap, you know, with excitement. I'm just like, she said it so well. Oh, my goodness. You, I, like, yes, you've just voiced so many things that I've been reflecting upon. And one of the things that, that has really stood up for me, or two things is the power of of intention and making Mm -hmm. sure that your vision is yours, Um, Many people are just striving for things that are for others or have been imposed on them or, you know, something that they have grown up knowing that they should do because of so-and-so. So it's so important that we focus on the fact that we need to be intentional and whatever vision that we have, is it ours? And what actions do we need to do to get there? And I also liked what you said where you were suppressing your emotions and desires? Why do you think we suppress our emotions and desires?
1: I think that for many of us, we have not been given the space to choose those desires and be praised for it. That was my personal experience, but I find that to be true as I talk with others as well. You know, a lot of times... (laughs) that's a very common experience, right? I'm not the only one, you're not the only one. A lot of people experience that. And so it's this question of, well, what happened in our lives that we didn't get the opportunity to trust our own instincts, to express ourselves? And I think that we're just not given the space because from a very early age, very often, right? Not everyone, but for a lot of people, Early on, we're told this is the path and there's not really wiggle room for even a discussion around what is it that you truly want to do and how can you get there?
0: Yes, I think for some people, uh, maybe not all, there was an event maybe as a child, they expressed themselves and they were told we don't do this here or Mm -hmm. the environment wasn't um, encouraging or supportive. So how yes. do you help your clients to overcome these feelings and basically get clarity and get an understanding of where they are going?
1: Yeah. So when I'm working with a client, it is all about one, as the coach, giving them the space to explore these things and knowing that it is a safe space. You know, my particular journey is not very conventional, having done van life, quitting my job, things of that nature. And so uh, working with me, you know, I, I bring that perspective and also share with them, hey, this is a safe place, I have done things that are totally unconventional. And I want you to know that we can explore that as well. But also, uh, physically in their homes, helping them and building a framework that they can work through to explore following their own instincts and and really getting in touch with their own desires. I think for a lot of us, when we think about decluttering or we think about minimalism, what we see in our minds is just a really clean and organized space, you know, clear countertops and black and white everything. But for me and the perspective that I bring with my clients is we are actually leveraging decluttering as a tool to help you identify what is for you and what is not. And again, going back to what you just shared, a lot of us haven't gotten that experience or when we did it, we didn't have a positive reaction. So I'm giving them the opportunity during our coaching sessions to explore what feels right for you. And as opposed to me asking, well, do you think that's the right thing? You know, or I don't know if I agree, right? There's no opinion from my side. It's more or less, well, why do you feel that way? And let's go deeper and deeper into to that that aspect of things. Um, so to make that more tangible. For example, if I was working with a client in their closet, they might find that they really love a certain type of cloth or certain colors that they want to wear. Maybe they love warm colors. Maybe they love cotton and spandex. Uh, Maybe they like crop tops and bell bottoms. You know, I don't know. It could vary person to person. Um, But as opposed to, you know, thinking about my own personal style and saying, well, is that really how you want to show up in the world? We just explore, you know, What do you love about that, right? How do you feel when you wear that stuff? And what would be the impact for you to show up in the world every day wearing things that you love and feeling good about who you are?
0: Well said. But maybe someone will, or rather maybe this is something maybe you have experienced with your clients. Someone comes to you, yes, you've gone through this um, example that you've given me, but then they say, but I don't have the money to get that wardrobe. I don't have the money to... Mm do what we've discussed, how do you make them realize that actually it's not about money?
1: Yeah, well, one of the basic tenants that I bring to the program is that we have everything we need to build the life we desire. And so when it comes to money, that is a common thought, You know, I'm gonna have to go out and get this. But the truth of the matter is, most of us have everything we need and we feel that we don't because other stuff is, is creating clutter in our lives. Right. So once you actually go through your wardrobe, once you go through your space, what you realize is everything that I need in this moment, it already exists. And the only reason I felt that it didn't was because other stuff was piled up on top of it, cluttering it up. And I couldn't see that. I didn't have the clarity to believe uh, that that was true.
0: Yes, I like that. So how did you manage to launch a blog business and even a conference all within three years
1: mm. it was the impact of decluttering which was why i i love it i'm so passionate about it when i started thinking about what i truly wanted i realized the number of things i was spending money on for one that just didn't matter at the end of the day you know all the brunches all of the subscriptions, um, even debt, you know, I got very serious about paying off my debt because I realized conventionally, you know, these are the things that we've been told we should, we should do, you know, Sundays are for brunching and mimosas and, um, a little debt is okay. You know, there's good debt and there's bad debt. Um, and you know, Netflix and Hulu and all of that, it's all the rage. Right. And so these are all things that, just in our social environments are acceptable. And so we are participating in them. But when I started thinking about wanting to leave my job and getting serious about becoming an entrepreneur, I realized I can't I can't do that if I don't create space for it, even in my finances. Um, so I started cutting back on things, getting serious about paying off my loans, as well as my car note. And then I funneled that money into um, growing my savings so that I could launch into business. Um, so going to conferences, to learn about blogging and then eventually starting my own blog. Um, I paid for my first two conferences, mostly out of pocket, about 98% of it. I covered myself through money that I saved as a result of letting go of things. Um, And then from a, a commitment perspective, I took the very same approach. You know, there's the money that I'm spending at brunch and there's also the time that I'm spending at brunch. So I didn't want to become a hermit and never leave my house. There was still wiggle room there, but I also realized There's a lot of time that I am expending doing things that honestly were just creating a distraction from the life that I was living at that time you know uh, do i enjoy brunch did i enjoy hanging out with my friends absolutely at the same time though i realized the frequency with which i was going to brunch and going out for drinks and all of this it wasn't really about the love of being out and having a good time it was really about not wanting to be at home thinking about my job and Mm. thinking about my weight gain and all of these other things and so i realized that i had to shift the way i was using my time and leverage it to change those areas of my life, right? Otherwise, it would continue to be this perpetual thing where I'm continuing to go and do stuff just because I need to run away from the life that I was living.
0: Yes, time is such a powerful resource. And if we truly reflected like you did and just saw that time is something that we can be intentional about, yes, we would see the transformation that we are seeking. So if your younger self was seated across you right now, what would you tell Mm -hmm.
1: her? I would tell her to trust her gut. Nice. That would be my advice.
0: Why do you think we shy away from trusting our instincts or gut?
1: I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier of not having a positive or rewarding experience, having done that in the past. For me and my journey, a lot of my life followed a very similar pattern of someone told me this was good for me and I did it and I did it well. And I was praised for that. You know, there, I can't think of a lot of experiences in my life where I did something just for me, even as a young child, just for me. And that was praised the way some of the the other like academic things were praised now I always performed in school and I got scholarships to college and I, I had a lot of great academic experiences but as far as just finding myself knowing myself you know I I don't really know that that part of me was nurtured or praised um and I think that that's why I didn't always trust my gut because i had i had always trusted other people and it it worked out so there wasn't really a reason for me to trust my gut and i think that other people share a similar experience
0: yes yes they do what's the best advice that you've ever received
1: i would say it actually came in the form of a mantra um or i guess more of a quote i would say but it was that everything is created twice first in thought and then in kind, meaning and then in reality. Um, And that was huge for me. Again, going back to just thinking about my journey and, and where I started when I found minimalism, I didn't really recognize that the power that I had in creating the life that I was leading at that time. And I think that advice was really impactful for me because it makes me be intentional about not just what's happening today, but also what am I thinking about? Because those thoughts will at some point become a reality. And I don't, I wasn't aware of that before someone shared that with me.
0: Yes. Thoughts are so powerful. And as you said, eventually they will become a reality. Mm -hmm. So where do you see yourself in the future and how do you want to be remembered?
1: Mm -hmm. In the future, I see myself living kind of in the middle of nowhere, close enough that like I can go and get groceries when I please, but far (laughs) enough that I'm not very close to the city and having a a big family, traveling all the time um, and really just enjoying life, you know. Part of the reason that I wanted to become an entrepreneur was because I want to have that time and and money freedom um, and be able to do things without worrying so much about where my my next check is coming from, you know, and really being able to explore all that life has to offer. And so that's where I see myself in the future: just a very simple life, doing the things that really light me up. And how I want to be remembered is as someone who helped other people shine their own light and learn to trust their own instincts
0: nice so to just switch gears we're going to have a fire round of questions
1: so whatever
0: comes to mind feel free to share okay so the first one is what's your favorite movie
1: oh that's so tough i would have to say first thing that came to mind was the holiday I just So it's a Christmas movie, which I, I'm not big on Christmas movies, but that movie, I watch it every year like clockwork. And it's just so it's such a feel good movie. It's a romantic comedy. You know, it gets you all in your feels like, oh, what a beautiful love story. And I just love that. I think it's like a quintessential love story. And I, I really like that about it. So to just peg
0: on the 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 theme that you've just mentioned for this movie love Mm -hmm. which one would you choose love or money
1: love love for sure
0: share more why love that's what
1: we want money for right is to create experiences but if I don't have the love of other people to share those experiences with then what was it all for
0: Mm. that's a
1: good point
0: if you could interview a famous person who would you choose
1: drawing a blank when I started when I started my minimalism journey I unfollowed like every celebrity that I ever (laughs) took an interest in so um actually you know I, I I don't know if I can kind of switch the gears here but I wouldn't say that I would want to interview a celebrity but I think that I would want to interview like other people in my life, you know, I think sometimes the people closest to us, we find that we don't even know them that well. So I think really, I would rather interview people I know and just learn more about them.
0: Yes, that's okay. That's that's okay. We can switch gears there. And, <laughs> and who would you choose? Yes, you have people around you. Who in particular would you want to, to sit down and really get to know mm-hmm. them at a deeper level?
1: I think my grandmother.
0: Nice. Yeah. Still we don't around? live in
1: the same state yes she's still here um uh, but we don't live in the same state and so i don't see her uh, very frequently um and yeah i think i'd love to know more about her life experience
0: what's the one thing you remember your grandmother telling you as you grew up
1: my grandmother used to say it's okay you can have more soda and although she wasn't always one to give me big words of wisdom, I felt like she always allowed me to just be a kid. You know, there weren't a lot of rules and at grandma's house we could do whatever.
0: Nice. And in closing, when do you feel the most in control?
1: I would say that I feel most in control when I'm moving forward with the ideas that excite me the most.
0: I like that Mm
1: -hmm.
0: moving forward with the ideas that excite you the most. Mm-hmm. So how would you want to encourage someone as we um, wind up our conversation to just be more intentional, pursue the ideas and not worry about whether they have the money or not?
1: I would say take a small place in your home and just sort through the things, sort through and identify what would you keep, what would you let go and even you know what, what are the items that you feel a little bit Uh, torn between. And as you think about letting go of the stuff that you know you want to remove, take a look at what remains and then ask yourself, do I have what I need? Do I truly need more in this space or in this environment? Um, I think that's a great practice of being able to see for ourselves that we really have what we need. Not that we can't add more at some time, but we don't really need it in the moment.
0: I like that. I want to appreciate you, Jessica, for taking the time to have this conversation with me.
1: Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here and I appreciate you having me on the show.
0: So dear listeners, I hope you've held on to some few words. For me, it's be intentional with your life. And as you become more intentional, you will understand where your life is going. So until next time, stay safe.